Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Superhero Finder podcast. I, as always, are your host, Matt Wilson, and I'm scouring the cosmos. And I'm lucky enough to be sat in the Matt Cave with an absolute gent, an absolute flirt based on the messages he's been sending me as well, <laughs> and a personality. And as always, we're trying to find inspirational stories, funny stuff, sometimes finding the humor in the darkest places, and just something for you to enjoy and listen to. So, whether it's for you, whether you want to listen to inspire somebody else, thank you for listening. And I'm welcoming to the back cave, James Morell. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on, firstly. Um, oh, secondly, welcome. what's that? I said you're welcome. Hey, uh, yeah, man. This is exciting for me because, like, I've only done a handful of podcasts. Mm. And, you know, it's something I kind of want to get into myself as well eventually. So I just, yeah. I feel very blessed and lucky that I'm on yours. So thanks for having me. No, I, I appreciate that. And I would always say... I've learned a lot from doing mine. This has been going for three years now. So if you did want to start something, you ever wanted to point us or any help or anything, just give me a shout. Nice one, but I really appreciate that. Thank you. Now, some people will recognize you because you're you're pretty popular on TikTok, right? Trying my absolute best, yeah. You're trying your best for many reasons. And but for people that don't, who are you, James? Uh I'm a I'm a kid from a council estate in Peterborough that like when I was really young, I was influenced by a movie that then instilled in my brain that I want to do what the man on the telly does. So first things first, I'm an actor. Secondly, I've always used social media. I've got a lot of stuff on YouTube. Nothing ever really kicked off for me until 2021-ish, 2020, mm-hmm. where um, I got stood upon a date and I filmed a video and that went viral. And so I was in the algorithm. And since then, I've kind of just gradually built up a little following on TikTok. So I guess I'm an actor content creator and a little boy that had a dream that is still kind of bold, going balls to the wall with that dream um and also i've got something called alopecia as you can tell by the the interesting hairstyle i'm rocking today and i also have something called crohn's disease so on my social media i i used to do a lot of comedy stuff I used to do a lot of impressions yeah. uh coffee content because i worked in a cool coffee shop and then my autoimmune condition started cropping up and so my content changed a little bit so i I do a lot of sort of mental health awareness and talking honestly and openly about what I'm going through. So that's a little bit about me. I kind of want to spread a message that it's okay for men to be traditionally masculine and hold all of those beautiful qualities, but also be vulnerable and show that they can have emotions and, and sort of be another man in amongst many other men that are trying to um, spread a message that you know we can open up and be vulnerable as well as being strong and masculine and providing and all these yeah. cool different things you know we could be multi multi-layered you know like shrek when they're like talking about the onion and the fact that onions have layers you know layers donkey it has donkey layers. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> i absolutely love that and i was just saying before we came on that i followed you for a little while so i followed you before the kind of alopecia um, I didn't know until recently that you've got Crohn's, but I know a few people with Crohn's, and I've had a few guests on the podcast before with, who have Crohn's, um, yeah. and then sometimes stomas as well. So, you know, I think it's really important to raise awareness that there are conditions like that because they're often invisible, right? Unless you are the kind of person that shows it and is happy to show stuff like that. So yeah. a lot of people, you just wouldn't know. Um, so and you know what? With with that as well, just quickly, a lot yeah. of people that are struggling and suffering with it, which is what I found now talking openly and honestly about what I'm going through, is I get so many messages from people that are saying, especially young men, which is yeah. amazing, you know, uh, reaching out and saying, I've been struggling with the same thing. I've got three big patches on the side of my head. I wear hats all the time. 
I'm crying every night. I don't know yep. what to do. I'm lost. But your videos have helped make me aware of the fact that there are one other people going through it. And two, it doesn't matter if you're going through it, you can still be okay and feel those emotions and yeah. it not be as intense as it once was just because there's another person, i.e. me that is on social media that is just putting out a message there that it's okay to go through this stuff. Yeah. Cause like you said, Crohn's disease and alopecia, not so much because it's physical, but Crohn's disease yeah. is invisible, you know, yeah. and it's debilitating for a lot of people, you know? And so I didn't know what Crohn's was until I got diagnosed overnight. Right. Okay. And so all my world sort of came crashing down because the anxiety of not knowing what it was yes. made it a lot worse for me than, you know, if I'd had known about it before. So like you say, it's like, I want to talk about it so more people understand. And so we kind of spread more compassion, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, for you to find that out overnight as well, for it to kind of just be a part of your life, just like that, I think... I think I remember one of the videos that you put up when you just found out, like very close to when you just found out. And I remember seeing the change, like you mentioned the change in content then. It was very clear that you were just following where you were and that you weren't worried or it looked like you weren't worried about putting that content out. Was there anything that held you back from doing that, any part of that process? Or were you just clear that you were just going to carry on doing your thing? I think, I think, when it, uh, I think, one of the reasons why I posted a lot of my real life on social media with the Crohn's disease is because I was scared yeah. and I didn't know what to do or who to turn to because when you get to a certain age as an adult, you have to, you have to take responsibility for yourself and the things you go through. Right. But there are many, there were many parts of myself at that time where I still felt in my head that I needed help and I needed someone to kind of be there and look after me in a way. And so I kind of use social media as a big outlet to kind of I think I immediately jumped in to try and help other people before helping myself because I didn't want to accept it yes and so I think that makes sense now in hindsight and the same thing with the alopecia it's only recently now that I've kind of found my confidence again and I've accepted that I have to help myself um and by helping myself I and on my social you know by helping myself my message on social media will then lead to helping others but I have to come first now but before yes. I think I I buried it all and was like I need to put messages out there to help other people because I can't accept that this has happened to me for the time being. And I, I hope, I hope that makes sense in a way. In more ways than you think in more ways. It's incredible, isn't it? What we, when you, when you're that kind of person, it's almost that suit of armor that you build up. So you put that suit of armor on, you go, right, this is who I am. Okay. There's stuff going on, but I'm going to shelve that for a second because the bigger part of this, I can spread this message. But like you say, without fully processing and almost trying to let yourself start, to understand what life's going to look like, it kind of catches up with you, doesn't it? Oh, mate. Oh, my God. That's, that's such a good point. It, it caught up with me so... It, it took a, a little bit of a long time for it to catch up with me. But when the hair started going, mate, like, it was probably the most traumatising thing, you know, waking up every day, pulling my hair out. Yeah. But the, the thing that I'm grateful for in, in hindsight now is the fact that I was going one way and that was, I knew everything, my ego's there, I'm owed something from the universe, while at the same time not putting much out there in order for me to deserve the things I thought I expected. And so it forced me to go inwards and and go and, and essentially start going a different route, which now, like, if I was James before, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that I would enjoy looking inwards and healing and, and understanding more and taking more time for myself and, you know, it's, it's, 
it's been a really weird kind of fun in hindsight process now to get to where I am now. And don't get me wrong, there's still freaking bad days. Like I was at work yesterday and I was just filming some silly TikToks, you know, to draft to post at a later date. And I was looking at them and I was like, because I used to do a lot of thirst traps when I had long hair and a beard and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. that was, you know, I used to kind of just like love doing it and be really confident. And like now when I try and like go back to that kind of stuff and I'll do like a little thirst trap. Yeah. There are moments where I look at myself and I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. I can't look at myself at the moment, you know? So there are down days, but like overall, I feel like going this way instead of that way, like it's, it's led me to a different kind of confidence. And that confidence is I'm very outgoing now. Like today I just went for some food and a coffee, but every place I went into, like I'm having a conversation and I'm bantering with people. Whereas mm-hmm. James before was very like outgoing, but also reserved. And I didn't want to learn about people and I didn't care because I was just in my own head and it was all about me. Uh. Um, so yeah, it's been a it's been a it's been a hard situation to go through. But the, I think the message I want to spread really is is s- stick the fuck around, stick yeah. around. It's gonna it's hard. Like I know everyone has different challenges, especially for young men. You know, um, because it's the it's the it's the largest killer in men under fifty, I believe. Like you know, doing 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 it yourself and stuff. And so yeah. I, I kind of I've been there. I've been there. I've been there many times, especially because of this stuff. And I, I didn't think I'd be able to see a light or be happy again, but I realized that mental health, you don't reach a destination. Mm. You're constantly happy. You, you're you happy, then you're sad, then you're excited, yeah. then you're scared. And it's like, that's life, man. And I kind of want to get that message out there just to stick around, just stick around. It's funny, isn't it? When you say that, when you say the up and down, because I, for a long time, was kind of searching for that high and and, and I got that high from, doing lots of good things. So I did a lot of voluntary work, a lot of stuff for charity, and I filled my time. When I felt at my worst, I filled my time with doing stuff for other people. And then I felt like as soon as, for example, lockdown comes in and I can't do all that stuff, where's the feeling good coming from? Not me. Exactly. And that's yeah. what, and, and, and I felt that drop. And it's what I've learned from that is that actually, you know, I do a fair bit of support work and stuff on TikTok and mental health. And we've got this community going and it's fabulous. But if you think of like, between, we say between one and 10, how are you feeling? Like one being super low and 10 being super high. So 10 is unrealistic to expect all the time. But I realized that if you're a five, yeah, it's not a 10, but five's okay. It's okay to be okay. Because it's yeah. about during them peaks and troughs, it's just raising the average and just getting happy with what you've got in the middle rather than just chasing to be up there. Yeah. Because I think when I, my journey from going to drama school, from from where I live, from Peterborough, going from the council estate and, and having a dream of being an actor and then getting to drama school and getting to London and realising, oh, I've still got the same problems I had before. Yes. What, that's That message, that messed me up a little bit. And then I went on a little journey of like, oh, the grass isn't greener. <clears throat> it's, you know, you don't find happiness. Like you've got to, you've got to make it yourself. And real change comes from changing how you react to things like your environment to stress to things you go through physically emotionally that's where real change comes from and that's where you find real happiness where you can find something positive in the worst parts of you that's i think where real happiness comes in and and it's having an awareness of when you're when you're coasting at five that you don't have to be chasing this high you don't have to be um beating yourself up by being down here you Mm -hmm. just just basically just chill and when the bad days come that's okay just 
don't be a dick when you react to those bad things to yourself and to others and to your environment. And when the good things come, know how to, to take a moment to appreciate it. I'll tell you this one thing quickly. My friend that I work with, Jamie, just got married. Right, and one yeah. of the clients that come into our cycle shop, the spin studio, um, she, Jamie was like, do you have any advice like for my wedding? I'm a bit nervous. And she was like, when you're there, just go and stand in the middle of wherever you're at and just have a moment, put everything down, arms by your side, whatever, breathe and have a look around you and really be present and take it in. And just like be at a five. It's okay to just be present and be okay with what you've got and, and accept the things that you haven't got. Because, you know, once you start accepting those things and enjoying your presence and your, mm -hmm. and your own presence as well, um, that's when the good things start to come even in the darkest days, you know? And I think it took a lot for me to learn that. And I think what I want is to help other people realize that sooner rather than later, I suppose. You suppose. <laughs> just, just listening to, just listening to what you're saying. And there's a, there's a lot that I can relate to in terms of kind of my journey in the last two or three years. But overall in that, the biggest thing is learning to be. Yeah. Learning to be just yeah. right now, what things can you find that you're enjoying? What things make you feel good? What things make you feel sad? Okay, that's fine because it's about balance. And like you said, it's 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 how you react to it. I talk a lot um, when I'm doing workshops and stuff about perception and how yeah. powerful perception is because me and you can look down the same street and we can see two different types. We can, you know, we can see two different parts of that view. No one can see the whole picture at all one time. So... Mm. When something happens, can you change how you perceive that? You're completely yeah. in control of that, aren't you? Um, yeah, I think. So like I you think say, it's... so when you're sad, don't be, don't be a dick to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Accept <clears throat> it and just be and feel it. Yeah, don't, 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 don't beat yourself up when you're already low. Like you're not, you're not helping yourself. You know. Yeah. Um, but like you said about per perception <clears throat> and perspective, like that's something I've gone through now. Like I have a different perspective. I have a love for life that I didn't think I would have before. And like just touching on stuff that I haven't talked about just yet, going through my, going through struggles with like drinking booze and doing drugs and stuff and trying to find, trying to find an escape through that. And, and also almost like trying to find something external that I can put in me that will help change me. Mm -hmm. And I went through my own little journey with that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and it wasn't until it got too much and I crashed again and I hit rock bottom again that when I started to climb up from bottom, I realized how much like I couldn't being depressed, man, you cannot see the bright colors. You cannot hear the music. You cannot laugh at the jokes. Everything is forced because you don't have those things naturally because the depression takes that away from you. So hitting rock bottom again and choosing not to allow depression to, to control me. I found like being sober and like doing things sober that I would usually do drunk or a little bit like um, intoxicated on whatever. I found like the beauty in the little things like learning how to draw, listening to music, going out for a walk. All these simple things that you're like, I'm not going to do right now because I'm miserable and depressed are the things that actually help. And it's like it's funny because like there's 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 jokes and memes and stuff. It's like when you call up Samaritans or you talk to a, a doctor and they're like, have you had a cup of tea? Have you gone for a walk? Have you had a hot bath? Have you had exercise today? And you're like, I don't want to do that because I'm fucking depressed. It's yeah. like they're saying it all for a reason. And it's about the perspective. Once mm -hmm. you once you break out of that depression and you get a different perspective, even if it's for one minute, 
when you're happy and you get that those serotonin that serotonin release and you're like oh my god this is what life is like trying to latch onto that more than vices you know yeah um because we all go through challenges depending on what it is and that and, and we do things that aren't necessarily good for us for a quick fix yeah. when actually when you get a natural bit of dopamine like having an ice bath or a cold shower you know that shit lasts a lot longer than booze and drugs and um, all that kind of stuff so kind of latch on to the things that you think aren't going to help you and don't get angry when someone's like have you had a cuppa go and make a cup of tea put your phone down just sit and be like okay I'm not being physically hurt right now I'm not mm-hmm. I guess it's you know that's that's a bit difficult to say because it doesn't it, you might be in physical pain but yeah it's like try and latch on to that different perspective I suppose well at the end of the day you're right if if somebody said I mean apart from the fact they don't like tea which being from Yorkshire is quite a criminal offense but <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is why the Yorkshire accent made me, made me laugh lots when you were yeah, saying Yorkshire, that. You know, tea? Yorkshire tea is the best tea in my opinion Yorkshire tea um, yeah we have um in our in our drama school in our student house uh one of our uh mates uh Holly her dad works at the factory that produces like um Yorkshire tea and so we'd get a big bag of like 10,000 tea bags or something ridiculous wow <laughs> we had a, we had a year supply of tea we're gonna say that's that's just a year. <laughs> that's still a lot. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is. It's that. It's. I think it's the simple things, isn't it? It's the. Well, were you gonna make a cup of tea before? No. So what happens if I go and now make a cup of tea? It means that you're putting something in there that you weren't, that you couldn't see yourself doing, you didn't want to do. And then actually, what else might you see? You might go, oh, I've got the biscuits in cups. I might have a couple of them. Or it could be anything, but it but it's going in a different direction to the one you were going in. Because it's yeah. like banging your head against the wall and expecting it not to hurt. Yeah. You know, when we do the same thing and the same thing and expecting it to change. Yes. But sometimes we need somebody else to suggest that. Because in those moments, we're not in the position to be able to. And I think that's why the work that you put out there and the workshops that you do and the people that you meet, like it, it's it's meaningful and it's fulfilling. And also that's why it's important to maybe look into some therapy. I've done two rounds of therapy now. And... It's good to be. It's good to be held accountable for your mm-hmm. input into what you do to yourself and others that might cause you to feel depressed and ashamed. And it's also good to have a different perspective from someone that is that has no relation to you, that doesn't even know you, yes. that is only listening to your side of things. And so it's good to have. It's good to look into therapy. You know, I didn't think I'd ever go because I thought, you know what, I'll just figure it out myself. But until yeah. I went, I was like, this is kind of helpful. But I will say this: like a therapist isn't there to fix your problems. They're there to offer a different perspective, yeah. Their advice and support, you know. So don't go in, don't do what I did the first time and go in expecting to be fixed. Yeah. Go in expecting to hear a different perspective and really appreciate the time you get with them, and 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 be completely honest. If you can get if you can get yourself to a place where you're completely honest. So I've I've just had session seventeen of therapy this morning, right. um, which is over the phone. Which I'm really, really lucky that I got within about six weeks of asking for it, yeah. um, which is fab. But the one thing that I found amazing about it is because it's regular and they keep your session at the same time on the same day each week, so it's a commitment. So you know it's coming up. So not only have you got that safety that you know it's coming up, so you'll have a space to be able to talk, but also it's a no, actually, right now I'm going to think about what I want to talk about. So it's almost yeah. trying to put things in order. And it's having somebody else that you go, I don't want to let that person down. So yes. No matter what kind, what kind of motivation, you've got a little bit of everything there. I mean, that amongst the CBT 
and I've had a round of peer like peer based counselling as well. Um, and you know they've all worked in different ways, but I think funnily enough, the therapy I'm having at the minute, which is is classed as exploratory therapy, which Ooh. is very loose, but it's about me doing all the talking, and it's about yeah. just the questions to enable me to dig a little bit further. There's been some yeah. light bulbs, and it's some, been some hard hitting stuff, and I've come away going. You know, when you're in that kind of zombie mode and you're just like, I don't know where I am. I'm kind of just yeah. existing because you're so busy thinking about stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's tough. It's tough. But if you can do it, you know, let's lift the stigma off of it. I was only saying to someone yeah. the other day that in the UK, there is still a stigma around having therapy because it's almost like you're trying to fix yourself. Whereas you go I mean, to the States, oh, yeah. have it, they have it as part of their monthly outcomes. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a it's a regular occurrence. It's like it's normal, you know. You you see it in movies, TV, pop culture in, in general. You you hear celebrities and stuff talking about it a lot, especially actors. As an actor, I look up to a lot of other men and a lot of other male actors, and and I watch interviews of them talking about their mental health and um, their journey with alcohol and vices and success yeah. and failures and stuff. So it's like over in England, I feel like we have this culture of like everyone, nobody talks about anything. We just, we just have a good, good old drink and a party and we just act like everything's all right. And so being a part of the stigma, uh, breaking the stigma, I think is, I think is a good thing, you know, especially as a couple of men as well, you know, breaking it for other men, because I get a lot of sh uh, shit on social media from people saying, you know, like just taking the mick out of me for being open and showing vulnerability. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Let's delve even, into that, shall we? <laughs> even today, even today, like I posted, so I'll, I'll get it up quickly. Somebody commented on, and it was a, it was a woman actually, which is unusual because I don't usually get it. It's usually young, it, it's not it's not young men, yeah. but it's usually men that uh, that kind of rip me a new one. But somebody, this woman commented saying, "Why not just shave it, my hair? Do you keep it for attention and content purposes? Not trying to be funny, but you really can't style it. You know, that's that's just that's obviously not um uh like shit for." Well, I can't. I guess it is shit for like talking about it because you're, she's taking a mix, saying, "Are you just posting about this for for attention?" Which, which one? There's truth in that, but it's not the attention. Like I want likes and comments. It's the attention of like I want to get the attention of the right people so yes. I can hold it, and then maybe they can look at words and 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 learn and accept that they're okay to have their feelings. Of course, yes. it's for attention, but it's not for the attention of validation from people and and like views and stuff it's the attention of people that need it and need to see it and then can 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 accept that there it's okay to talk and and change or look inwards yeah. you know yeah it's it's and and you know i'm not being funny but it's always a great way to start by being funny because <laughs> anytime anyone says that I'm not being offensive but well no you clearly are going to be offensive and you realize you're being it as well yeah yeah <laughs> it's a great use of the english language but uh -huh. I mean, yeah, there's a couple of things from that. So attention is always given a negative slant where we need uh -huh. attention to create messages to get things out there. That's what attention yeah. is, right? It's just getting the focus off somebody for a second or for a minute or however long it is. Um, but also that coincides with, might be slightly going off on, on a piece there, but I want to say what you, your kind of thoughts are on. Look, you're looking after yourself and learning to put yourself first to then put these messages out because actually it helps you heal. It helps you do what you do for longer without burning out. That's technically being selfish. And I would say that selfish kind of gets the same rap as the word attention does because you say selfish and it's got a bad ring to it. Yeah. It just means you're looking after self. That's, that's, genuinely, that's genuinely what it means. Like, it, <clears throat> you know, it depends the context that you put on it 
Yeah. You know, if you're like calling someone out in a negative way and you're like, you're being selfish. Uh, and if they are being selfish in the negative sense, mm-hmm. then whereas like, for me, I feel like a lot of people were calling, are calling me an attention seeker in the negative yeah. sense. And they're not seeing the, especially men, um, even blokes that used to follow me. I've noticed, I've noticed so many people that used to be my friend have unfollowed me and disappeared. Cause it's like, people genuinely think that I am putting this content out for the attention of 50 plus year old women to like, to compliment me and stuff. Like I, there yeah, was a Reddit yeah, yeah. page about me and that really messed me up because they weren't slagging me off. They were talking about me in, in depth, like analyzing my mental health. What's happened to James Morell's content. He used to be funny. Now all it seems now he's very much like that fella. He used to do impressions of, I don't want to mention his name because I don't want to keep putting it out there and, and attaching him to me, but it seems like all he wants is the attention of females and he needs female validation. What happened to his last relationship? Did she leave him because he's <clears throat> wants attention of other people and stuff? It's like this shit blew my mind. It's like, you're all missing the point. I have a very fulfilling real life outside yeah. of social media. I've got really cool friends. I travel around. I don't have time to be meeting up with all these 45 year old plus women that are all, and that's the attention I get, the positive attention. I don't get, People my age hitting me up and being like, yo, do you want to go on a date? You're, you're sexy. Rah, rah, rah. I get attention off of like people that are older than my mum, you know? <laughs> I want to spread a message and I want to show vulnerability because the majority of social media is bullshit. It's fake. Yeah. People yeah. stabbing each other in the back. And I do not want any part of it. I want to just raise awareness, help myself by reaching out because if i didn't reach out there's a video in my car when i had not hair on my head and i did not know what the fuck to do and i was gonna i don't mean to be deep yeah actually i'm not gonna justify it i was going to be stupid and i was gonna take myself away and in that day i wasn't setting up my camera and then crying i was sat in my car like this i don't know what to do i've like my life is i don't know there is nowhere else for me to go other than in into into the lake or whatever drive it whatever and so at that point, I said, I'm going to reach out on social media. And it changed my fucking life for the better. So another part of my message is like, don't be scared if you need to reach out and it needs to be on social media because you don't necessarily have the support at home or yeah. with friends. Yeah. Do it. If it helps you, just do whatever helps you. And and hopefully we can break that stigma of people thinking that we're all narcissists and we all need validation from the opposite sex, you know? It's so true. And it's so sad that it gets that reaction as well. Um, I mean... Fortunately, I mean, I've put out some some content similar. Well, when I'm being vulnerable or if I'm feeling a bit upset. Um, fortunately, I haven't had that response because I think my following is just too small. But no doubt if I had more, then I would get it. And I think that's just, it's the world today, isn't it? It's that toxicity. It's, yeah. It's, the people that are leaving those comments, I have no doubt, are probably the kind of people that are unable to get their emotions out and that's why they're bitter about it. Well, it's just, it's just, I think, I think honesty and authenticity makes the average person uncomfortable. And when they yeah. see someone doing what other people don't do, because it's yeah. not the norm, they're like, eh, all these selfish attention seeker, yeah. narcissist, you know, when really just, you'll be so much more fulfilled if you just live a less judgmental life. And I used to be, I used to make comments about people. I used to be so judgy and I used to be like me, 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 me. And this situation has just helped me realize that like, holy shit, talking, going back to like the invisible um, disabilities and diseases, like 
you don't know what a person's going through and each individual has their own story and own life and own backstory and you don't have a right to judge them unless someone's been an outright dickhead to you and you're in the middle of something with them you know that's when obviously you can justify thinking oh they're a bit of a dickhead you know like in fact even in situations like that nowadays when someone's giving me hate and stuff i think in my head what's what they going through what are they going through and so then that because I used to respond to comments all the time because I couldn't help it because I'm like, I need to fucking get get back to everyone. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but now it makes me stop and think, what, what's up with them? What are they going through? I hope they're all right. Rather than like get really angry and judgy back to them, you know? And I just think, yeah, just live a judgment free as far as you can life because you'll be way more fulfilled. People spend far too much time being angry. Grumpy. 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 Yeah, and you it's know what? It's drain. Yeah, it is a drain. And, and, and I try not to now have to go, like, I've always been an angry person and I've been aggressive at times when I shouldn't have been and I've not been able to control that um, sometimes. And I've, I understand where it comes from. But the only way you can change that is, is, is real hard work and you have to do it yourself. You know, I, I try to respond to comments in a compassionate way now. And I've won people over, like there was a tattle yeah. page about me like a year or a bit ago. And they didn't realize that I was just a normal person that has feelings and emotions and I'm quite vulnerable and I'm not yeah. like a bloke that's just like, yeah, lads, beers, girls. And I ended up like winning a few of them over. And now we're still really good friends now. Like people, then yeah. I, and I, they're anonymous, but then I managed to like, we managed to like hang out and, you know, learn about each other and like the real people behind those accounts. And they realized, do you know what? I don't want to do this shit anymore. I don't want to sit online and slag people off and because it's, it's not nice. And that's, that's kind of what I want to achieve. And I know I'm not going to achieve it on a fucking global scale, but if I can just change the way a few people kind of approach strangers on the internet, then that that's, that's mission accomplished, I suppose. Well, the thing is, the thing is, it's the ripple effect, isn't it? If you can, yeah. If you can change even one person's mind and they change another person and they change another person, it's not just you, it's not just the initial impact that can feel it, is it? So it's mm. it's finding, so it's like me finding people like you and kind of putting these messages out. So I haven't got millions of people that listen to this podcast, but I'm very thankful for every single one that does listen because mm. I'm in no doubt that every so often I'll get a message saying, really good episode that or I'll forward it onto so and so, it's really powerful, someone's going to find it really helpful. That is the only reason why I do this. And I, and I suspect the reason why you carry on is because of the odd comment that goes, do you know what? Thank you for that. I needed that. You know, it's, Mate, just, the, it's just the real impact, isn't it? Yeah, it's like those those messages that I get in my DM requests that I read and that are just like, listen, mate, I'm a 16-year-old boy. I'm at school. I got bullied for my hair. You've allowed, you've allowed me to... I'm just going to let that siren pass. Like it's those odd messages, those random messages from like six to 15, 16 year old lads and 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 girls as well that are just saying, you know what, I've lo- I love watching you. I've been bullied because of my hair's falling out. And I really yeah. didn't know what to do, but you've just made me realize, oh, screw it. I feel a lot better now. Um, it's going to be a difficult journey, and I know I'm, I'm I know I'm going to be okay. You know, it's those kind of things, you know, that make it meaningful because I doubt myself a lot because I get a lot of hate. So then I start thinking, oh no, what am I posting? What am I doing this for? And I'm like, no. This is why I'm doing it. Because those negative comments always feel like they shout louder. Oh, mate, I'll go through 20 comments and I'll read one negative and that's the one I remember. Yeah, yeah. and that's, you know, there's <laughs> there's a lot of things behind that. I did wonder, because we, we spoke about, obviously, you, you commented a lot on your journey and that kind of that massive change, that shift in almost personality, but 
but deep down the things that you like to do so you like to look at kind of inside yourself and like healing and all the stuff that you wouldn't have done before so obviously this has been a catalyst for something where are you at now then i am at a place where i can finally accept when i'm not feeling good in a sense that i so when i'm anxious because because all the health stuff i developed pretty bad anxiety and i always struggled with depression but i i never really respected anxiety um because i always used to think blindly into it like just don't worry about the thing that's making me worried you know you know just that ignorance sort of like if you can't change it don't worry about it kind of thing which is actually kind of helpful sometimes but like i'm at a place now where when i have a bad day instead of thinking my whole world crashing down on me i will sit and think it's it's okay to have a bad day I'm feeling like this because of this and I'm a human being. So therefore I'll ride the wave now because in 10, 20 minutes or a day or two, I might be all right. I will be all right. Not might, I will be all right. And I'm confident again. And I'm, I'm putting myself out there as much as I can in, 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 in the real world. Uh, and I'm enjoying myself. And I think I've found a point where I understand that happiness, like I said earlier, isn't a destination that a person reaches and you're just there forever. It's a, it's a choice that you make. And, and and appreciation is is a choice that you make when you are having a good day and, and you remember that good day rather than just trying to get to where I think I want to get to. I'm already there. And that is just fucking being alive in this second. I know it sounds a lot of this shit that I've been saying. It sounds wanky. I've been on a little spiritual journey, man. Like I did a um, I did a guided mushroom trip with some spiritual guides that I've wow. I've so talked about before. It honestly. It, it opened my mind to a to a point where I was like. I was like a child again. And that's where I think I have found a place where I'm comfortable because when I was a kid and I was upset, I'd just express that emotion and I would just feel it. And then I'd be happy again afterwards. And then I'd be sad and then I'd be excited and then I'd be worried. And that's all it is. Like you have to find your inner child in a sense. And so like, I'm in a good place and and, and I don't allow, you know, cause autoimmune conditions and a lot of people with a lot of people uh, come on by stress and, and, and that ball of anxiety in your stomach and through therapy, I realized that like, you know, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease because all of my anger and anxiety and trauma sort of sits in my stomach, you know, and when I'm anxious, it's all in my stomach. And so like, I don't allow things to stress. I just choose not to be stressed now. I, I get stressed and frustrated and angry. I'm a human being, Yeah. but like, I don't, I don't allow it to take control fully, you know, whereas before like being late for something, for example, I hate being late before I, going to fucking meltdown like ah oh, i can't be late fuck, fuck, fuck. and then that's causing my body to be stressed because it's like what's going on yeah, so yeah. i'm at a place now where i kind of take control of my emotions rather than let them control me i like that so you're the driver rather than the passenger because i've been the passenger for so long now i'm fed up of it i want to drive i love that and i love that comparison that you made to to being a kid as well we, we often when we look at kids and we say right they're crying they'll be happy in a minute and actually, there's yeah. a lot more going on than that. But we yeah. just, as a child, we don't, we can't comprehend that. We can't comprehend what's going on. I think as adults, we overcomprehend. We kind of overthink yeah. it sometimes and we go into that kind of holder, which can help. But yeah. like you say, just kind of sitting with it and just going, it will go. Yeah. It will last. And then not holding on to that negative energy as well. Yeah. Not, I think you know, I'm angry, so I'm going to let it, I'm going to let it make me angry for three days. But it's not making yeah. you angry, you're making yourself angry. Yeah, I think I just think, yeah, like as we get old, like so for me, for example, I'm 27 and I can be around 29 year olds. And because if they're if they're a couple of inches taller than me and a little bit more established than me, 
I will still look at them like I look at an adult, like a like I would as a, a child looking at an adult. I'd be like, okay, so you're you're an adult and I'm not. So like, hmm. you know, there's there's a there's a hierarchy there. When really, uh, when I started trying to be more in touch with my inner child and accepting that it's okay to to be in connection with my inner child as an adult, I started seeing myself as as someone that was allowed to be in a room with other people older, a little bit older than me. And we're equals rather than looking up and, and down and seeing different sort of like positions in society. And I'm not there. And I'm, you know, I don't know. I think we should, I think we should take, take into consideration that like, this is what I was trying to say, looking at people that are a little bit older, like they still, they probably still feel like a child too. Like we're all, we're all just winging it and making it up. And I think once you realize that and you realize that your parents don't have it all figured out and they're not going to solve all your problems because they're just trying to fucking figure it out for themselves still. <laughs> it reaches a place of like, ah, I got it. You just, you just, you know, that that's my mushroom trip helped me realize that. And I tried, I haven't talked about it much because I don't want to be that person that, is like wow, I've done this. Oh, you should do it and be preaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's not for everyone, and you have to be respectful. And you can't, you can't necessarily go into something like that worried and anxious and and stressed and and thinking it's going to save you because it might it might not. It didn't save me. It just helped me see a different perspective, and that perspective was getting in touch with my child inside me and having more compassion for myself. So when I'm having those bad days, not to beat myself up even more. And you know, it's just the whole. It was a beautiful experience, and I just see people in a different way than I did before. You know, I was always trying to find who the fuck is going to fix me. Girlfriend, fix me? No, angry. Family, fix me? No, angry. I, it, I never wanted to look and fix myself until until I had that experience and it opened my heart a little bit. And then, you know. Thank you for that. That's a, that's a really honest share and, and I really appreciate that. I think... Although I haven't done mushrooms, although I would be open because I think it's genuinely really fascinating. And I know in some countries they're actually it was it was actual therapy, aren't they? Yeah, so it used to be so they used to use um, psychedelics in this in in America before Nixon waged the war on drugs, and they would they were used to treat mental health as opposed to SSRIs that are commonly used these days, you know, sertraline and stuff like that. And then they banned it all, but I think in certain countries they're experimenting with it all again, and I think. Doing it recreationally is a totally different experience than doing it in a setting with spiritual guides, setting your intentions, appreciating it and, and having an end goal rather than just being like, you're going to fucking bang these and, and just, you know, have a good time with the lads or whatever. I did it in a setting with people that I didn't really know, but I knew it deep in my heart that I could trust. Yeah. And they, and they guided me through it and they were with me every step of the way and they encouraged me to really soak it all in rather than you know go crazy and yeah man it was it was beautiful and 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 there are there are there are various benefits to it but like the, the one of the main thing i came out of it was was definitely getting in touch with my inner child and you can do that without it just look at things look at the sky and be like thinking in your head wow what did you think about when, when i was a kid i used to look at the clouds in my car in the car in the back of the car and I'd look at the clouds for 45 minutes to an hour and a half on the way back from the beach and just look at the, sh there's a giraffe, there's an yeah. elephant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what it is. It's finding the color in a tree, yes. looking at the sky, you know, looking at people and being like, fuck, what the fuck? This is sick that I get to be here. Yeah. I just wanted to, um, to make a comment before I say something else on when you said about 
looking up at people almost as that childlike, almost like in awe that they're the, they're almost the grown up or the more established or the more you know further on than you are, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when in realistic, I'm a I'm a massive gamer, so really every year you live, you just get another level. Aren't you? You're just a double play level. You just level it up all the way through until actually you technically should be most powerful at 100. But you know, but it's I found I found doing this podcast so really interestingly. So this started off with just people that I knew, just people that I knew of, and I've networked a little bit on LinkedIn, and I kind of just found people that that knew what they were doing, they were coaches and stuff, it was very safe stuff, and then I started reaching out to people that were, I had that same reaction to, so it had been, I'm into strongman, as we've said before, before we came yeah. on, so I reached out to a couple of strongmen, and were like, okay, so this is working, so then I managed to get Mitchell Hooper on, who is now the world's strongest man. See? So, and and it was because because I sent a message and it was just a normal response. It was a yeah, sounds good. Normal yeah. person with their yes. own shit. Yeah, come on. And 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 then you know, and then that spread to I even I'll acknowledge you know, I'll say this, whether you want to accept it or not. When I sent a message to you, I didn't expect you to say yes, because there might be so much going on for you. You might receive ten requests a day and you might just be ready to just thin them off. Yeah. But, I, I live in acceptance of that, and I think the people yeah. that do accept when I ask, because I don't send millions of invites out. In fact, I've had only a couple of people that haven't ever replied, but it just means so much more because every single time it's the type of person that wants to actually just be genuine, yeah, be authentic, and have no other reason to come on other than a bit of intrigue, and actually, what would that feel like? And let's spread a message. And do you know what? Like just quickly to refer back to being your inner child again. Yeah. Go back back in the day when you'd be out playing with your friends, you'd you'd go, you'd knock on somebody's door, and their parents could answer. No, they're not coming out. Yes, they are coming out. It's like it's like the old way of like. So as an adult, for example, meeting people in person is a bit daunting because as a kid, you just walk up to someone and be like, "Hello, my name's James. Do you want to play together?" Yes, no. You wouldn't really think about the outcome. It's like thanks. It's like a comparison again, like. You know, going when you first meet someone, uh, or you see someone that you at school that you want to like hang out with outside of school, um, and you kind of figure out where they live or whatever because one of your friends lives next door, or whatever, and you just you know you want to go and knock on the door and just be like, "Fuck it, I'll just give it a give it a crack." And if I don't get it, I don't get it. If I do, I do. It's like that's how I'm trying to live my life now. Again, like being a being almost like being like a child again, having that blind confidence of just living in acceptance that if like you know, you knock on someone's door and they can't come out. It's like, nah, just go. And then you forget about it five minutes later. Like, I I appreciate, I appreciate that you asked me because like, I love doing this stuff. Like social media, I've been, I've been doing it for like two or three years. But like I said at the start, like I'm, uh, I come from a very sort of like, I don't know. I always use the word council estate. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a street boy. Like I was always out playing. Like I've always had a little dream that I've always thought was unattainable because of where I come from and the stigma attached to that. And so like when I get opportunities to do something like this, I'll fucking try my best to snatch it up as soon as possible. So I just want to say genuinely that I appreciate you having me on because it's cool as fuck. I mean, three words, cool as fuck. Cool as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And and actually. When you said knocking on the door, and I've got memories of this, you didn't even care that you might have walked 15 minutes to the house. Yeah. If they yeah. couldn't come out, they couldn't come out. You didn't ring it. Yeah. Because you, you walked like, home and that was fine. Yeah, because the walk there and the walk back, like fucking God knows what you'd get up to. I was always out on I was always out playing. Like I yeah. wasn't like 
I was just always present. And I always, that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to achieve now like as an adult, because being on social media and stuff, like you, you develop some kind of addiction to the dopamine and it's, and it's messed up. And so you forget sometimes to put this down and just go out. And so, I mean, for me now, it's all about just being in touch with my inner child, I suppose, as much as I can, whilst also having adult responsibilities, you know? Yes. Um, and so when I was a kid, I'd just always be out and I didn't matter what I was doing. I was like jumping on a mattress in the woods, building a den, like walking, throwing a freaking like Spider-Man figurine up in the air and catching it. Oh, it's just, I'm just trying to like be present again as much as I can, because this, this has taken a lot of my life away, my real yes. life, you know? And now, and that leads me on to really, really nicely unplanned into my next question, which is what comes next for you? What have you got planned? What comes next? So I may have a big interview slash story coming out with a big um with a big sort of social media media company kind of thing that are freaking everywhere but i don't want to say too much before it's all done because it you know i had a meeting with them earlier and i'll go to their studios do a big interview get loads of b-roll talk about my journey about my journey as a man going through my like beauty as a man like my um i don't know what we were saying just my journey with it like and 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 also just raising awareness, I've also got a boxing fight on the 25th of November. It's an ultra white collar fight. Yeah. I just want yeah, to yeah. like, I've been asked to do some influencer boxing before, but I'm too nervous because I've never been in a ring before and I've never boxed. So like, I want to do this and raise some money for charity. So I am raising money for Crohn's and Colitis UK again. I've not announced it all yet um, because the official training starts in a couple of weeks. So once I start training properly for it uh, yeah. at the camp and stuff, I'll put it out. It's, it's three two minute rounds in Peterborough um and that's on the 25th of november and i'm really excited for that uh what else i've 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 just i think i've just got new management for social media so they're helping me structure my content now so hopefully i can rather than post everything i can just stick stick to just structure and like maybe get some more stuff from social media because last year was great in terms of brand deals and stuff whereas this year's been a little bit you know downhill for a myriad of reasons because I weren't in the best place mentally and it was reflecting in my content. Whereas now I'm ready to take it seriously. So I guess like, I guess the main thing is doing some cool shit and also choosing to really live my life and do as much fun stuff as possible. And I also got a back tattoo tomorrow, which is a big freaking move because I've only got small tattoos on my left arm. So yeah, I guess that's, that's it. Hopefully as well. Yeah, same. I'll send you, I'll send you a photo straight away when it's done. I'm excited to see how you find it because I found one of my back ones. I've only got one on my back. It's tiny. Well, I've got two full sleeves and almost two legs as well. And I've got one tiny yeah. one on my back because I didn't enjoy it. So we're going to see. <laughs> okay, so I've got to drink plenty of water and get lots of sugar in me then. And that's what a lot of people have said. Water and monsters. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm excited, man. Yeah. It says it just sounds like you're just ready to get your ducks in a row. Yeah. Get that stability, get that balance. Like you say, yeah. once you once you've got that management kind of directing you, you can yeah. then find out well, what can I do with the extra time or is there more time for me to do other stuff? And yeah. I know it's still going to be as impactful because they're there yeah. to help you grow, right? To help you kind of grow the brand. 100%. 100%. So that's that, that's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to you know to to keep in touch about that stuff, man. Let's message each other, let's just talk about stuff because we've got a load of stuff in common. Um, mate, I wanna, I wanna like next, next, next competition that you do. I wanna come and bring my mate Owen. You, you'll get along well with him as well. He's, he, he's an all round athlete. He's an ultra marathon runner, strongman. Make that make sense. He ran <clears throat> two hundred and fifty miles across the desert in Jordan, and then came back to Peterborough and won a dead, uh, won a fucking strongman competition. It just wow. does. 
doesn't make any sense. You'd get along well with him, man. So I'd love to come and support on some future competitions and just, you know, hang out and stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, because I mean, Peterborough's not really that far. I mean, I've been yeah. to Peterborough showground before for a car for a car show. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, a few years mo- ago, mo- modified nationals. Yes, modified nats. Yeah, modified nats. Yeah, we used to do all the time. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll definitely do that. Um, I'll let you know about competition because apart from this one, it'll be next year now, I think. But you know, Wait. we'll sort something out anywhere. I'll I'll meet What's up that? and do something. I have what, one more question that I like to ask every single guest, James, and I plan it, but I'm gonna see whether it takes a lot of thought or whether you've got the answer straight away. No okay. pressure. Spotlight on. You're in the chair now. I love superheroes, so I'd like to know, James Morrell, if you could have any superpower, what would you have and what would you use it for? So when I was a kid, I, I always wanted to be able to fly. Superman. I was, I'm was. i a big DC guy, so it's always Superman and Batman for me. I love Batman beyond how beyond comprehension. Yeah. Superman would be cool because he's just the ultimate kind of superhero. He's got everything. But I think, actually, maybe Spider-Man. I'd love to be able to swing from buildings yeah. and have vulnerability that if I do get shot or I do get sliced and dashed, I have a possibility of, you know, I'm a human being at the at the end of the day. So human qualities with also the ability to shoot webs and swing from buildings and climb walls like that. And I also think there's a bit of that from what you were saying is Spider-Man has been depicted in all the films as a teenager. Right. Going through teenage stuff, being a kid. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that's why, that's one of the reasons why, and I love that. Love that still still exploring, not completely assured, but growing in that confidence, growing into your own skin, and yes, on the webs. Like Jesus Christ, how we come full circle, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love that. Well, you, you can have that one for free. I won't charge you. Go on, lad. <laughs> right, guys. Thank you very much for listening. If you are listening on any of the audio streams, I appreciate you. Just as I appreciate you if you're watching on YouTube or Spotify. Um, now, if you are watching, you can see the link above the head. It's been there all the time I've been talking. So, we'll... But for anyone that is just listening, um, patreon.com slash thekindeststrongman allows you to support me for probably the price of a coffee nowadays. I don't drink coffee, but I can only imagine it's that. Just to allow me to keep growing this podcast, I want to do I want to do more in a studio base, so face-to-face. I would have loved today to come down to Peterborough or whatever. I would have loved to come to you and we could have found somewhere to do it. That's what I want to do with it. But obviously, there's constraints to that financially. So if anyone wants to look at that and see if there's anything that fits you, if not, just sharing this would be absolutely fabulous. Tell a friend, tell a family member about this episode. And if you don't follow me on The Kindest Strongman on Instagram or TikTok, why not? Please do. Please send me a message. You know, if you've got any questions. James, where can they find you? TikTok. TikTok and Instagram, they're the two that I use. It's jamesmorell underscore. That's J-A-M-E-S-M-O-R-R-E-L-L underscore. And... Yeah, that's where you can find me. Perfect. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for making it to the end. Thank you to my current patrons, Lucy and James, also for helping me over this year, kind of relieve, you know, realise my dreams and, and keeping this podcast going. We're now at episode 104, this will be, which is incredible. I never I never even thought three years ago in the midst of lockdown that it would get this far, but I absolutely love it. But thank you again for your time today, James. Mate, thank you for having me on 100%. And there is one thing I like to finish with, and you'll love this because you love Superman, don't you? Yeah. Two words. There's two words I say to everyone. If you say it very quickly after me, I'll edit it so it sounds like you're saying it at the same time. Stay super, everyone. Stay super, everyone. <laughs>